if you treat your real estate career like you have a job and like you have a horrible boss, you yep. know, it's the man in the mirror. Um, if you do that mm-hmm. and you do it well, you will wake up one day and you will not only have the freedom and flexibility, you will have the habits to maintain them and to continue to grow your life and, and your business. Nice. Hey, real estate agents, read more here with RMG Agent Podcast. And I'm excited to bring to you episode number three. If you weren't with us here for the last couple episodes, I'd encourage you to go back, take a look. And the last one we did was one career, two jobs, and three buckets of money. A really, really good foundational conversation for growing your real estate practice or your real estate business. And uh, today's talk is just going to be fantastic. And it's really going to be something that's going to ground you in your ability to create money, your ability to really drive your business forward. And to help me facilitate this great conversation, I have my partner in crime here with me, uh, my partner in podcasting, Jake Bartlett. Welcome, Jake. Hey, I'm super excited to be here, guys. This is going to be a really fun one. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about pretending that you have a job and the structures and boundaries that uh, you put in place to, to make that a job. So um, most people got into real estate because they didn't want a job. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about having a job. So what do you think about the job of real estate? Yeah. So one of the things that was was kind of a bit of a slap on the face early on in real estate mm-hmm. is that there, there are really th- you know three things that people get into real estate for, yeah. and that is freedom, flexibility, and then financial upside or financial wealth. And uh, a lot of times in our industry, we go after the freedom and the flexibility because those are the those are the sexy things, right? Those are the things that we we really really want, and uh, and that's that's uh, the challenge is we can find those things in the short term at the the cost of our financial gain as well as the cost of maybe even freedom and flexibility in the long haul. Yeah. So when I talk to new agents, those two things are usually the the hot button terms. I don't know where those came from because experienced agents don't ever really talk about the freedom and flexibility. They might talk about financial gain, sure. but usually the first the first two things that people talk about when they get their real estate license or is the freedom and flexibility. I usually flip it on them. I usually talk about if you want freedom and you want flexibility, you better be real structured with very specific things. Uh, and that is usually your lead generation has to be very structured. It sure. has to be very purposeful. And if you accomplish that, say 15 hours a week of purposeful, powerful lead generation, yes, flexibility and freedom will come outside of the, that time frame. Yeah, you know, it's really funny too because just uh, you know, as you as you progress maybe just in life, you start realizing that mm-hmm. that freedom has has a cost to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe earlier in a career somebody wants the freedom to to do things uh, you know that may actually be not healthy freedom. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is is sometimes there's an undertow when we think about freedom and it's I want to be free free from really good habits. And I don't think we don't think about it that way. We think about I want to be free from showing up at the office at seven or eight or whatever. I want to right. be free from punching the clock. I want to be free from all these things. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge is, is that if we don't approach that in a way where we introduce uh, structure mm-hmm. and discipline to ourselves, being free of good habits 
is not good in any area of your life, right? Just right. think think about waking up and thinking today I want to be free from all of my good health habits, <laughs> right? Right. Um, that that feels good actually for a day, right? Like you go on vacation and you know you have too many cheeseburgers and too many beers and all that stuff. It feels good for a day, but if you if you um, chain together that type of freedom for a long period of time, you actually end up really stealing freedom from from later in life. Right. Yep. So uh, one of the things I think about when I, I think about the structure and the boundaries and how thing uh, this shows up, when I left the independent broker I was at after nine years, I'd really hit kind of a ceiling of achievement. There wasn't a whole lot of structures, uh, definitely not even boundaries, and there wasn't anybody to model the behaviors after. Mm. So we left, we went to a large brokerage uh, and got to see those people within that brokerage that were extremely successful. And one of the things that was really funny was somebody pointed out to me that you want to see who the highest producing agents like in order are, show up at the office at seven o'clock. And they almost every single day showed up in order of production. The first, the top producing agent showed up first number two was was second number three was third and so what what i did was i just modeled the behavior i didn't know what i was supposed to be doing i didn't have the structure to be able to to do that but i became very learning based and i i followed those people that were extremely successful and what ended up happening that first year was doubling my business just from the structures and boundaries that i was able to see and then put into place. Yeah. I was, uh, for the first six years of my real estate career, I was incredibly mediocre. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I did, I actually, I did everything that I'm going to tell people not to do here. And that is I came out of the military and I had a pretty structured uh, um, career in the mm-hmm. military. And I got up early and I knew exactly what I was going to do. And every day was was, was structured and uh, and I excelled. I got into the real estate world and I showed up at, you know, seven in the morning, like every professional does. And the lights weren't on until 1030 at the little boutique brokerage. And uh, instead of changing the culture of the brokerage or instead of keeping my good habits, I allowed myself to just disappear into the habits of what my surroundings were. Mm -hmm. Right. And pretty soon I was not getting to the office until 11 and pretty soon I was just working out of the house. Mm-hmm. Right. So when when uh, kind of all hell broke loose in, in my life and I realized I had to really actually roll up my sleeves and figure out who I wanted to become and what I wanted to do. The first thing that my coach told me is basically you show up here, you beat everybody to the office and you work out of your desk. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty sadistic. He happened to be the, um, you know, the, the person who was leading the office as well. And he gave me a, an, an office, a cubicle that was right in the middle of a hallway. I, it, 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 it wasn't walled off. It was in the middle of the hallway. And, uh, and that was me cutting my teeth on having some structure and uh, probably some humility as well. Yeah. So one of the things is we're having this conversation that kind of popped in my head was um, everybody had to go work from home during COVID. Right. 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 Like we all had to, we didn't have the possibility. A lot of people haven't came back. That's exactly right. Yeah. So when we're talking about structure and boundaries, I think that's a big key that, that we need to, to introduce is like, Hey, if your real estate business is down and you've been working from home for the last year and a half, like it's time to, you know, take the sweatpants off, put some big boy pants on. Yeah. 
and get back to the office sure. so that you can be around those people that are excelling in this market. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, like we were talking about golf earlier and how hard it is to play any sport where you are surrounded by people who are, are maybe not nearly as good as you. Mm -hmm. And when you're surrounded by people that are better than you, how it causes you to rise to the occasion. Yep. So if you're isolating yourself right from home, some people work from home and it's strategic and you mm -hmm. can, you can, you can look back and you can see, Oh, like, no, you have structure. You, you do these things in this certain way. That's fine. But there's also a lot of people that aren't telling themselves the truth. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, one of the things you said that I really like uh, is habits, right? Creating habits, personal habits, business habits. Um, I will challenge you in your real estate career will be defined by the habits you create. Absolutely. So what is something that somebody can do to create healthy habits right now? Yeah. So I think the first thing is is just this acknowledgement that that I don't know that we always think about, and that is... Whatever you're doing right now, you are creating deeper ruts and mm. you're creating deeper habits. Yep. Right. So, so it's not that you have to go and choose a habit. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing is is creating that habit. Yep. And so, if you're at home and you're in your sweatpants and you do it again and again and again, that's going to be more and more and more your habit. So, so you are forming habits in your life. So, I would just say, as a mindset, be be clear. Whatever you're doing is creating the habit. So if my habits are not getting me where I intend on going, then what level of intentionality and discipline do I need for a time to redirect myself and start building new habits? And that, that period of time between what I'm doing now and where I want to be habitually, that's painful, mm -hmm. right? That's where, uh, you know, I don't have a habit of going to the gym and my alarm just went off and I have to choose today. Mm -hmm. And then I have to choose again. And then fast forward three months, I wake up and I don't have to choose as as, as intentionally anymore. Right? Yeah. What's this, what is the saying? 66 days to create a habit or longer if it's a harder habit to break, right? Yeah. Um, I know that that's something that I've gone through when I've, I've really been strategic about weight loss or personal health uh, is that I'm very specific about those habits and they generally lead to good habits within my business as well, right? Yeah. Well, and and let's just like like talk, talk about freedom, right? Uh, I have a really really strong need for freedom, mm -hmm. uh, probably on, to to an unhealthy extent. Yeah. So when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about one of my arch uh, enemies here, yeah. right? And that is that I don't I don't want rules, I don't want boundaries, and all those things. Mm -hmm. The problem is is that I is that if I don't trick myself, my desire for freedom creates creates like bondage. It creates uh, the exact opposite of what I set out to do. So when I'm in the gym and I'm working and I'm getting stronger and then I come home and I'm wrestling with my kids and my, my teenage kids still can't beat me, right? Mm -hmm. And when I can hike a mountain and I can go adventure with my wife and I can do all these things, I experience incredible amounts of freedom that comes from the intentional giving up of freedom uh, through habit and through structure. Yeah. So one of the things that I find really interesting uh, with you is you're, you are very good at habits and you run a very large organization and also you've done multiple Ironmans. Mm -hmm. Like how do you structure time in the day to be able to do those things, right? Yeah. Um, so one of, the, one of the things when it comes to, again, mindset is there is always time for priority. Mm -hmm. there's, there's always time for priority. Sometimes your time gets really, really squeezed. 
But when we get clear on what our priority is, there is time for that. And it doesn't mean that there's not chaos and there's not other things that aren't getting uh, attended to. So when I went through that period of time, you know, I was working out 20 plus hours a week. And so that meant that my morning routines and my uh, evening routines and just all of the things that I did to think through my day and think through my week and all that, it really had to be tighter than it ever had been before. And what I found actually was even though I was spending more time with these other things, it actually created, uh, it created a space where I was being so effective with uh, a, a, the majority of my time that looking back on that period of time, I think, man, I didn't, I actually didn't drop that many balls yeah. and I, and I didn't drop any of the glass balls, right? Family, right. business, my spiritual life, those things didn't, uh, they didn't get hurt from that period of time. In fact, they, they maybe got enhanced, right? Yeah. So, so it's, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. I think, uh, understanding who you are and being able to use some maybe strengths that you have, uh, beneficial when you're doing this structure like you are really good at a lot of things and you're very efficient about your work i'm not obviously as efficient as you are but i have some superpowers in the sense that i only need six hours of sleep right which is so, amazing <laughs> so i have more hours in the day to be able to do the things that i need to so when i start structuring my days to do you know my physical needs my my spiritual needs all of those things like they start real early yeah and they get accomplished because I'm structured in that that side of things. So, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. So several years ago, I was teaching a class on on, uh, on time management, mm -hmm. right? And I did a bunch of research, and what I what I found was that real estate agents uh, they they tend to or we tend to to think or feel like we work sixty hours a week. That was mm -hmm. the average. Um, but out of that 60 hours a week, when I, when I like looked at different people's calendars and I asked them questions and kind of did some research, I found that there was about 20 hours of productivity that, that took up 60 hours of the week. Right. Yeah. So, so if we look at that, we say, okay, um, that's 40 hours of time that can actually be at least in part recaptured just by being intentional. So we're, we're talking about structure. We're talking about all these things that sounds like a lot of work. That sounds hard. Yeah, it is for a while. Yep. It's painful for a short period of time. And ultimately, we're talking about um, long real estate careers. We're not talking about short-term timeframes, right? So um, hopefully we can help you with things that can be painful for a, f a few months, but extend your career for a few to 10, 30 years, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, one thing that I find interesting when we talk about pretending to have a job is real estate agents are paid extremely well compared to similar jobs. Yes. So we had a conversation about this and how, you know, realtors are paid compared to similar jobs. Can mm -hmm. you explain kind of how you look? Yeah. At that? Yeah. So, uh, so it turns out the average real estate agent across the country makes about $28,000 a year. Right. So that's not great. If you took out people who have, you know, maybe operational jobs inside of real estate and, and, and they're licensed, but they don't actually sell, you probably increase that to 45 to $48,000 a year. So that's the average. But then you look at people who, who are actually doing really well in real estate. And there's, there's a couple different pieces to this. Number one is in any industry, sales always pays disproportionately more. That's because if you have a restaurant, you have a manufacturing company, you have a law firm, you have anything, you have to have clients, right? So the acquisition of clients 
pays disproportionately more. So in real estate, because it's, it's kind of a pure sales industry, real estate agents have more financial opportunity than people who are maybe not going to take the risk of being in a commission-only type environment. So, right. so there's that element. But there's another piece that I think is really important for salespeople, and especially real estate agents, to understand. And that is when we're not talking about having one, two, or three high-paid years, but we're talking about a career that you're building wealth and you're making really, really great money over, over a long period of time. What happens is, is that your your lifestyle habits, right? Your your morning routines, your disciplines, your physical health, all of those things should start to mirror over time other professionals in other industries, right? So if I have a company that uh, creates, you know, $6 million, $8 million a year of revenue, and I go over here and I look at an engineering firm and I look at the person who owns that company, we should have a lot of commonality, right? Commonality in the challenges that we've overcome, commonality in our lifestyle habits and the things that we're trying to solve, right? Commonality in the struggles at home, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So with real estate agents, you know, you have somebody who has one, two or three great years and, and all of a sudden, like they start peacocking a little bit and, and here's the challenge. The challenge is you're accomplishing some really good financial goals. But without those underlying habits, yeah. there's a good chance the freedom and the flexibility means you're going to spend it all, you're going to owe the IRS, and you're not going to be on this path of not just growing wealth, but actually building a life and life habits that you're proud of and are healthy. Yeah, you see that a lot with, you know, what they call it the real estate burnout, right? Yeah. Somebody that gets in for two to three years and they just crush sales. Sure. They make a ton of money. But if you were actually able to put a microscope to their to their daily lives, like everything outside of their real estate business is on fire. Right. Right. Their family yeah. life's struggle. Their uh, physical life is in struggles. Um, they are not seeing any of their friends, most likely. And they're probably feeling very alone. Sure. That's something that we see a lot yeah. of with high producing agents is the the alone aspect. And that's a... That's a um, phenomenon that's happening across all in this industries but specifically within real estate like a lot of people are feeling alone right now yeah and you know that that loneliness really comes down and we don't always want to say it this way but it comes down to our personal choice or personal mm -hmm. choices and so if if somebody is listening to this podcast and they're feeling lonely or they're feeling burnt out or they're spending every dime that they have that's just a really good reason to step back and say, okay, let me examine the freedom and the flexibility that I'm choosing to have. Mm -hmm. And let me examine who I want to become. Right. Yep. And if, and if I'm not on that track, I need to go get help. I need to go get a coach. I need to go get somebody to, to help me that way. You know, when, when we bring agents into our company, we focus on a lot of the life building type things and, and uh, you know, making sure that they're not just growing in their sales skills, but they're growing their life skills. And the reason is, is that we know that in two or three years, those are going to be the things that really sustain a career. Right. Yeah. So one thing when I look at the actual just job of, of real estate and, and I challenge agents a lot on is if you were paying yourself for your daily habits, in your work, what would you think of the amount of work that you're doing in a day-to-day? -day? And are you actually as busy as you think you are? 
Yes. And <laughs> I did, uh, years ago, I did, um, I took a challenge and that was to have a chess clock on my desk. Mm. And if you ever have ever seen yeah. a chess clock, right? One clock goes, one clock doesn't. So I, uh, I went and borrowed the, uh, the, uh, the label maker and I put productive time and non-productive time. And I only used that during what was supposed to be my lead generation time. So if I was dialing or on the phone with somebody, it was productive time. If I was doing anything else, it was non-productive time. And it was shocking because there, there was one day, and this was the worst it got, but it was pretty bad. In a three-hour time block, I had two minutes of productive time. <laughs> two, two minutes. <laughs> now, right? if you were trying to be as really productive, you should have hired somebody to be able to move uh, the time. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> the productive time on the phone, <laughs> switching, there was some lost time there. But yeah. Yeah, two minutes, that's crazy. It was horrible. It basically meant that I avoided doing what I set out to do for, you know, three hours. Yeah. And, and uh, just the fact that I was aware of that, though, uh, made me really work and change mm -hmm. on and change some habits. Yeah. Uh, I hear people talk about protecting lead generation time, building bunkers. Yes. Did you ever get into doing building the bunker or say, per se? Yes. Uh, so uh, it was one of the hardest habits that I had to build was keeping myself from distraction. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything that I have allowed in my world right now and, and for the last several years is built to distract me. My email is built to grab my attention, social media is my phone, just everything. And so if I'm going to go in and I'm going to spend three hours of really intentional time, I have to protect myself from all the shiny objects because the, the idea that I can just have this incredible amount of self-control and discipline for three hours every day and I can allow all of the distractions to be there and I can still focus, I just was never successful doing that. Yeah. So I had to, I had to pre-think and pre-work to, to make sure that I was, I was, you know, shutting things down and blocking things. So they, they weren't even, you know, I wasn't even aware of them so that I could go in and just do my job. Nice. So here's what I would challenge people on. And is if you got into real estate for freedom and flexibility and the financial upside, get real comfortable with that. You have to structure, protect, put boundaries around 15 hours a week. Sure. Be as productive in that 15 hours as you possibly can. Continue to work on your mindset, get better, work on your skills, um, and put in the effort in those times. And you will get all of those things. Yes. And now we're going to have to put the structure into your life as well, such that it doesn't run over your personal life. Yes. So if you treat your real estate career like you have a job and like you have a horrible boss, you yep. know, it's the man in the mirror. Um, if you do that, Mm -hmm. And you do it well, you will wake up one day and you will not only have the freedom and flexibility, you will have the habits to maintain them and to continue to grow your life and, and your business. Right? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I feel like this was a really awesome conversation about Absolutely. structures and boundaries, which is uh, not something people get real excited about, but um, it, it, it is exciting for me because I know in my real estate career, every time I've been real specific about structures and boundaries, my my career skyrocketed to the next level. Yeah. And then when I got there, I had to get real specific to, about those again. And then you keep going up from there. Yeah. So, And I think I'll just, I'll just leave everybody with, with this. And that is that when you look at people who are the best in the world at what they do, they have less and less competition. Mm -hmm. And doing these hard things, very few people will do them. And if you embrace this and you choose to do this, 
your career is going to look on, you know, it's not going to look ordinary. You're not going to make 28,000 or, or $45,000 a year. You're going to make a lot more money and you're really going to have the foundation to build a great life. Nice. Well, that was awesome. Uh, hopefully this had an impact on you, empowered you, and will encourage you to do more in this upcoming season of your real estate career. Uh, check out our next episode. We're going to be talking about the S word, the dreaded S word. Ooh. It's going to be exciting. Yes. Awesome. All right. Take care, so, guys. Thanks. All right, everybody. There you have it. Another fantastic episode of the RMG Agent Podcast in the books your go-to resource for everything real estate and all that comes with it. Don't miss out on more insights and resources at rmgagentpodcast.com. And as always, connect with us on social media. It's linked in the description below. And like, subscribe, and, uh, and share if you found this information valuable. It helps us continue to contribute and keeps us thriving. This is Read More, and I hope you've gained valuable insight and tips that will guide you along your journey as a real estate professional. And as always, I hope that you are impacted in a positive way, empowered with knowledge, and encouraged to go and do what it takes to reach your goals. Take care, everybody.